Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good evening. Welcome back to another knee-jerk stream on a Sunday evening. Game week four is done. We have an international break ahead of us. It is, of course, game week five that we're going to be looking ahead to think about. But it's not for two weeks, so don't panic. Certainly don't make any early transfers, or at least you probably shouldn't be making early transfers unless you're absolutely certain they are the moves that you want to make and that you're not going to be too frustrated if they get injured when they're playing for their country, which could happen. I'm sure there's going to be lots of rational takes today. Uh, people are obsessed with Jordan Pickford. Man United have just lost 3-1 to Arsenal, which is unfortunate. I'm not sure it was a 3-1 win to Arsenal style game. Like I thought first half, Arsenal were better, but maybe not a huge amount in it. I won't say, I won't say Man United were unlucky, but to score in the 93rd minute, for it to be ruled offside, then for Rice to score four minutes later, absolute killer. But there's some positive. Man United's got a lot of injuries right now as well, which is not helping, but... um. Yeah, frustrating. And to come off the back of that straight into a stream is going to be fun. Like I said, I'm sure there's going to be lots of uh, absolute hot takes, lots of rational takes as well. Anyway, how are we all doing? If wildcarding, can you do it now to make the most of prize changes? I'm telling you now, for anyone thinking of wildcarding for prize changes, you don't get that as many as you think during international break. So if you're going to wildcard, then wildcard. But don't do it for prize changes, I would say. Yeah, honestly, I'm not going to discuss the Arsenal Man United game. I, I don't. It's, I, it's just not. No, oh, let me get my words out. It's just not worth it, right? No one will have a rational discussion about it an hour after a game. It's just no point. So I'm going to try and avoid talking about the game too much, apart from specifics for FPL. The AI rated me 98 out of 100. Is that good? I mean, that means your team is pretty well set up for the next few weeks. If anyone wants to get their team rated, links in the chat, links in the description below, of course. Talk about Chilwell out in the 60th minute again. I have next to no particular FPL worries about Chilwell. He's listed as a defender. It's not like there's a huge amount of defenders keeping clean sheets. I would take 61, 62 minutes from a player listed as a defender playing as a left winger. And I just don't think Pochettino will drop him. 
So even if he doesn't play left wing, I think he'll play left back. And he might not be quite as attacking, but there's only a few more weeks left now. Uh, Chelsea good fixtures anyway. So, you know, is it time to sell? Definitely not. So, not particularly worried. I think both times he's come off when Chelsea have been chasing and he's been on a yellow card. So, it's not ideal. I, I don't think... I don't think he's necessarily going to stay there that much longer. But I don't think he gets dropped. Like, I see loads of Chelsea fans wanting Chilwell dropped. I don't understand it, to be honest. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Chelsea, good fixtures. They lost 1-0. Yeah, I mean, teams lose games, right? <laughs> But we're looking at the fixtures on paper. If you look at... Look, I know it doesn't tell the whole story, but if you look at the expected goals for that game, Chelsea like conceded like 0.7 and put up 2.3. Another day that game goes a different way. So if you want to rage sell all your Chelsea players, by all means, go and do it. I'm not, I'm not saying you should keep them, but I will certainly not be moving mine on right now. Although, looking at my team for next week, once again, there is not really any transfers I need to make. I've got Turner in goal. I think he'll play again. I've got Chilwell, Saliba, new doggy. Bournemouth away, Everton away, Sheffield United at home. Rashford and Fernandez, which I'm not really in a massive rush to get rid of, as you know. In Burmo, Newcastle away, but good fixtures afterwards. Saka with Everton away. Sterling and Jackson with Bournemouth away. And then Haaland captain, of course. So there's not really any transfers I need to make. So I could go a bit puntier. I could take one of the Chelsea players out. But look, there's two weeks to go. Could be injuries and stuff yet that affect what i would do but i'm certainly not sat here worried about Chilwell. to be honest with you does the international break give nicholas jackson enough time to learn how to shoot again like good look i think jackson is raw this isn't a knee-jerk uh um opinion right i said this i think before the season even started he's raw he's not always going to put away the chances that you would expect him to and he's going to have games where he misses really easy chances. But I think the fact he keeps getting into the right positions is a plus. But it could be another Werner. It could be Nunez Mark too. You get all the chances, but you don't necessarily score all the goals. So it's frustrating. Obviously, I'd rather he would have put that chance away. But I, I'm again, I'm not sat here panicking about having Jackson. But I could be convinced to bring in Hoyland instead. Because, look, did he look great? I mean, I guess not, but it was against Arsenal away, right? You're going to have much easier fixtures coming up. So I could be tempted by that as a punt, especially if I'm if I'm going wildcard nine. But having three Man United attackers is probably not the right uh, decision to make. So I probably won't go that way. I'll probably just keep hold of Jackson. Right now, if I had to say what my move would be, it'd probably be Saliba to Trippier. And I know what people are going to say. Do you really need to sell Saliba before Everton at home? Uh, Everton away? Absolutely not. But I don't really want to sell Estrepinia when he's got Bournemouth at home in game week six. So that would be the only reason. Do I think Son will continue to play up front? I think he's more likely to continue playing than not. Is is it a definite? No. Do I think Richarlison's just never going to get a game again? Not really. But Son is a very good number nine. We've seen that in the past. Not for a long time because Kane, obviously, when he's fit, always played. But Son has been good at number nine in the past. We know how good of a finisher he is. I also think he's probably on penalties ahead of Madison and Richarlison. Obviously, Richarlison wouldn't be on the pitch if Son's playing nine anyway. So he does look like a good option. I have considered ways I can get Son in. One way is to sell Rashford. Obviously, that's just pretty much a straight swap. I've got 2.2 million in the bank. The other way is to do Sterling to Son, but that just feels so knee-jerk. Like, Sterling came so close to getting returned yesterday. Not a hat-trick. And obviously, Spurs have got Sheffield United at home. I, I do kind of want a piece of that attacking action. But then it's Arsenal away, Liverpool at home straight after. 
So I'm not sure I need to worry about that that much. So I suspect my move will probably be just the normal Newcastle defender in, to be honest with you. So glad this game week is over just so everyone can shut up about Foden, Sterling, Madison for a couple of weeks. I mean, in the end, they all just did fine, right? They did, they did fine. Madison got seven, Foden got five. I mean, Foden, last two games... I mean, okay, owners were a bit unlucky in the last game that he was ill. But he comes on, miscontrols a pass, gets an assist. And then in this game, he takes a corner. It's scored. Should have been ruled out for offside. And that's the only return he got. So in, in some ways, he was un- owners were lucky. Sorry, unlucky that he was ill. But maybe a bit fortunate in the way the two returns have come. But he did look good, though. He did look good in general. I, I was a bit worried watching that game that he might get something... But I think now that I've missed Sheffield United away and Fulham at home, I'm pretty happy to just not worry about Foden. If anything, I think um, Alvarez, four 90 minutes in a row now I think he's played. Did he get subbed off? I don't think so. Lots of excuses. Am, am I making excuses? What am I making excuses for? don't think so, am I? Don't you think Trippier is a bit of a lazy transfer? Is he really the FPL player he was last year? Lazy transfer? I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, it's a Newcastle defence that still looks pretty good. He's still pretty attacking. Don't think he's going to get rotated as much as everyone else. Good fixtures. I'm not really sure what you mean by lazy. Never get Pedro Neto. Neto got double returns. Double returns this week. Two assists, I think. Did I see that Roy said Henderson is number two? I didn't see that, but is that exactly what he said? Henderson is my number two. I mean, he's got to try and keep them both happy, hasn't he? I, I didn't see the quote, no. I mean, Newcastle have conceded six goals in their last three games and only 3.46 expected goals, and they've played Liverpool, Man City, and obviously Brighton as well. So, making excuses for Pickford and Bruno. I just don't need jerk like everyone else. I just don't need jerk. Newcastle defence does not look good. I mean, the stats say otherwise. And they've played very good attacks as well. I, I just... People... People... They put too much emphasis on too few games. Look at Rashford. People were selling Rashford for a hit this week. What's he done? He's gone and scored against Arsenal away and now he's got good fixtures. Two games as a number nine and suddenly, like, boom, he's a rubbish FPL option. He moves back to left wing. He's got two assists and one goal in two games. Like, if you're now saying Newcastle's a bad attack after playing Liverpool, Man City and Brighton, three of the best, probably the three best attacks in the league, at least top four with Arsenal, like, come on. Come on. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I don't need Jerk has Sterling. Yes, I get it. He scored 19 points against Luton. I never said I don't need Jerk anyway. Don't think I said that. Um, I maybe did say that. Uh, yeah, sure. He got 19 points. It was a choice between Sterling and Madison. Five points difference. Whatever, you know? <clears throat> I think you've got to remember, by the way, like my team, I've just got very lucky with injuries. So I've, I've got to sell players with good fixtures. That's what happened. Like I said, how many times did I say Martinelli is not a must sell? I said that over and over again, but I had the spare transfer. So I went with the guy with the fixtures and he was unlucky not to get a return. It happens sometimes. I didn't. Okay. I might've said, I don't need you. I didn't say I don't need jerk like everyone else. I don't think I'll go back and listen to the tape. Maybe I did. Is it just removing the Chelsea assets and bringing in Liverpool assets that's the reason for game week nine wildcard? I mean, it's just an easy way to get Salah and jumping off Chelsea players. And obviously you need to redistribute the funds a little bit to get Salah. It's kind of all, it's kind of all that really. 77 points in a red arrow. Yeah, but you've got to remember, Haaland's got 40 of your points. So I'm on 73. That means 10 of my players got 33 points. It was a pretty rubbish week apart from Haaland. Everyone's got him, right? Lazy maybe too harsh. What I'm trying to say is with Tonali taking some of his assist potential, is he worth 6.5? Possibly not. I mean, I have considered share, but only really so I can get Son. Like, I can do Sterling to Son and Saliba to share, but I mean, I, I wouldn't do the Newcastle move this week, and Sterling to Son feels very knee-jerk. Son is, like, there obviously is a difference between last week and this week. Son is playing number nine now. And if that continues, he is a great option. And I don't really want to miss out on that. But also, if you get through the Sheffield United at home game without him scoring or getting many points, then you've got Arsenal away, Liverpool at home, which he could do well in. But if you get through that Sheffield United game, then you probably don't have to worry about him until game week eight. So I suspect by the time we get to the deadline, I will ignore Son. But obviously right now, he is he is tempting. That seems we keep Chelsea to game week eight. I mean, I'm kind of fine with them, to be honest. I mean, I moved Watkins to Jackson. He's outscored him by one point. Came close to being even more. Sterling was unlucky not to get a return. Chilwell's playing left wing. I don't I don't really get what the worry is, to be honest. Cher went off with a hamstring injury. Oh, well, then I won't buy him. <laughs> Salah again with points. Salah's been super consistent. 10 returns in 10 games. Last 10 games for Liverpool. And 24 in his last 21. But I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be captain him anytime soon. I do think for Chelsea, Chilwell needs to go to left-back. He needs to stop with these, this three centre-back in possession. Uh, sorry, yeah, he needs to stop playing three centre-backs in the back four. Chilwell to left-back and start playing some wingers. Start playing some wingers. You've got like 50 of them. Start playing some of them. Honestly, no one's going to convince me that Chilwell, while he's playing left-wing, is an issue. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, the thing with Son is if he flops against Sheffield United, you immediately want to sell again. I, I do agree, and i got to be honest... If I'd already wildcarded, I probably wouldn't even be thinking about Son whatsoever. But if you look at... Okay, let's just go through this a second, right? I'm, I'm probably... By the way, I'll just say now again, I'm probably not going to get Son. But I have considered it because there's not a huge amount of transfers to make at the moment. Now, obviously, injuries and suspensions could happen over the international break or, or in any of the next few game weeks, which changes things. But if you look at my... If you look at my team on Fantasy Football Hub, let me just change to this website. I'll make it... a tad smaller so we can see the whole screen like these are the fixtures this week right let's 
Hang on, this ain't my team. Why is Martinelli in there? Oh, I don't think it's updated properly. Let me just take Martinelli out. Or maybe I haven't refreshed it since last time. Anyway. Oh, but that's going to mess up the transfers. Anyway, I'm just going to put Sterling in, right? So let's say I've got Sterling next week. Actually, <laughs> scratch that. Let me just say I've got Son. Let me just put Son in. So I've got the money to do that. Yeah, 0.2 million in the bank, which is correct. So game week six, okay, I would have to make a... Def bearing in mind, I've still got two free transfers at this point. I could still make a defender move, and I could still take Son back out. I could take Son straight back out for whoever I wanted to. And if you just look a bit further, like game week seven, um, you could potentially play Chilwell, SGP and Saliba. But bearing in mind, at this point, I've got a Newcastle defender anyway. Saka's got Bournemouth away, and Bermond uh, Forest away. Jackson has got Fulham away. Man United have got Crystal Palace at home. So you can just play around with this spot. And then in game week eight, it's kind of similar. Like Saka and Burmo maybe go. And then game week nine's wildcard. So there is potential. I, I, know, I know I didn't make that sound very... I, I made that sound way more complicated than it is. But there's not a huge amount of transfers to make between now and game week eight, really, that you have to make. Because Rashford, and at least in my eyes, Rashford and Fernandes and Saka are never going to be must-sell. Burma can be held right up until game week eight. Then you might want to sell him before Man United away. But there's not a huge amount of issues in this team, really. So, I... Yeah... Potentially, you could... I, I don't really like going one in, one out, but potentially. But realistically, I'll just hold Sterling for Bournemouth away. He's getting awfully close to 59-minute subs. Yeah, but he's also playing left wing. You'll get your rank killed every time Man City play because of all their clean sheets. Maybe. Maybe. But why will I? Why? why I mean, Foden's on th three more points this week than Sterling. I mean, Alvarez has absolutely smashed Nicholas Jackson. That is true, but I don't think my rank's going to fool that much Salah has a way better next fixture than Haaland yeah but it's, it's too many well it's two transfers to get him in it's possible but I'm not going to do it because afterwards I'm going to want Haaland back right Aaron E getting overlooked massively yeah it's fixtures really I know I know he got the assist against Chelsea fair enough but I'm not worried about him right now do we really have to do the goalkeeper conversation really I mean I get, I get a headache from Twitter sometimes discussing goalkeepers to the point where earlier, my only point was, I really, my only point was, I don't need to sell Pickford this week, to where people were saying, you should just use a transfer anyway to get him out of your team, even for a minus four, even though I'm playing Turner this week. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. So, goal, again, if I'm wildcarding game week nine... If Turner plays this week and I'm wild card in game week nine, my goalkeeper fixtures are Burnley at home, Brentford away, Luton at home, uh, Bournemouth at home, sorry, then Luton at home. I'm not going to worry about it that massively, honestly. Not, I'm not going to worry about his Pickford in my own team as much as other people are worrying about Pickford in my team. Like, you can't, you can't predict own goals, right? So let's just say that ball goes straight in there. It's not an own goal. He finishes on three points. He beats most goalkeepers this week. Like, it's, it's really not a big a deal as people are making out. M most of the points that the other goalkeepers have extra over Pickford are all from game week one. Not many goalkeepers have done really well since then. And obviously, most people play Turner in game week two anyway. Like, if I, like if I was sat here with Sam Johnston in my team, nobody would be talking about goalkeepers whatsoever, and I'd have an extra four points. That's it. An extra four points. So, it, it's I don't know. It, there's just this weird 
this weird uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but uh, perception. It's just a weird perception around Pickford versus other choices. Like Everton, yes, that's a bad defence. But there's six teams that have conceded more expected goals than them. Fulham have conceded the most, and Leno is like what seventeen points ahead or something like that. No, not seventeen, like twelve or something. So you just need a little bit of luck, and all of a sudden your four point five million goalkeeper looks good. And I'm not saying you shouldn't transfer him out if you if you haven't got anything else to do, but. When I've got Turner at home to Burnley, at Burnley. Sorry, when I've got Turner at home to Burnley, I, I really can't get my words out tonight. That is not a problem to worry about this week. Maybe I'll worry about it in game week six, basically. But when we get to game week six, the next two fixtures are Bournemouth at home and Luton at home. So am I going to worry about that? Probably not. I think Pickford being rubbish is not affecting ranks that much. Like it will have since game week. Like I'm not stupid. I know that Pickford has scored less points since game week one, and I know that because people tell me every single week. But as I keep saying, game week one is gone. I don't know why people keep focusing on it so much. It's all about the decisions you make from here. So if you're transferring Pickford out this week and you think Turner's going to play, that is just a bad decision. It makes no sense whatsoever. Like, it just is bad. I just don't get why you would do that. And if I sold. Pickford last week, I, I what would I have gained? Like one point if I'd gone to Flecken? And I mean, don't get me wrong, if I'd gone to Flecken two weeks ago, I'd be five points up now, so that would have been nice. But I think rolling the transfer made more sense. So, I don't know. The guy scored an own goal, very unfortunate. Got six saves. I, it's finished on one point. I, it's not great. It's not great, but it doesn't really matter what's happened. It's all about what you do moving forward. I mean, people get too caught up on who scored the most points in previous weeks. Eze matching in Burmo, tear in my eyes. In Burmo, outscoring Foden, Madison, and Sterling this week. Tears in my eyes. Love that guy. Love that guy. Um, he, also, by the way, for anyone that's tracking it, everyone was telling me last week the score between Foden and Burmo. No one's really mentioned it to me this week, but uh, in Burmo is one point ahead of Foden in our bet. We've got three game weeks to go. And Burma's got a harder fixture this week, Newcastle away. But after that, it's Everton at home, Forest away. It's still on. When is the next wild card worthy after game week nine? I'm actually going to, I don't really know. Game week 19, maybe that's Boxing Day. Don't know if you want to be wildcarding over Christmas. I'm going to look in between. I'm going to probably do a video on that this week. Um, but, but not right now. You said you weren't going to talk about goalkeepers tonight. I always get sucked in. I think I've only talked about Pickford once. I had to cover it, right? Pickford will casually get a 10-pointer when he's benched for Turner next week. Uh, if he does, he does. It is what it is. Goalkeeper position is something that's barely worth thinking about. Low ceiling. I mean, I agree, but you, I cannot get away from Pickford chat. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Stuck with Son from last week, three points to 20. Anyone know why he played striker against Burnley? Just because Richarlison hasn't been very good, basically. You're trading Jackson for Jesus. Yeah, I think Jackson's one of those players where he's, he's definitely not a must-sell, right? He's got Bournemouth away. But if you've got a spare transfer and you want to move him on because you're sick of him, go for it. I have just one free transfer. Should I go with Estrepinian to a doggy or Jackson to Ferguson? Uh, I'm not sure... I'm not sure I would do either of those moves. It, it really depends on what your other defenders are because Udogi's got a better fixture this week, but he has a worse fixture in game week nine. Where uh, Sorry... Game week six. Whereas Eshapinian's got a bad fixture this week, but a good fixture in game week six. Gabriel Jesus is back. That means Martinelli is back. Yeah, possibly. I mean, again, Martinelli's a good player to keep if you've still got him. 
We're going to have to recognize Forrest as an established side soon, not as targetable. I, I mean, if they show something that tells us that, but right now, I don't think the data really says that. Like, Chelsea put up 2.3 expected goals against them. Forrest got, like, 0.7. I, 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 I'm not going to be worried about playing against Forest anytime soon, that's for sure. Maybe that changes with their new signings, you could be right, but I'd rather see it first before I start worrying about it. I, I think we can talk ourselves into to too many fixtures being difficult, and it really leaves us not much to target. Like, we target the newly promoted sides, we target Bournemouth, we target Fulham, we target Forest, and, and then that's it, really. That's not it, right? You can target Man United, their defence is really bad, but... Um, yeah, Everton as well. Good team to target. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love Martinelli this week instead of Mbermo, but hopefully Mbermo gets another penalty. Am I giving up on Jackson? Probably not. Probably not. I There's not many, again, just to reiterate, there's not really too many moves for me to make. So I just need to wait over the international break and just see if something happens. I almost want something to force my hand. Like, could I maybe sell one of my Man United players? I guess so, but I still don't really want to sell Bruno Fernandes. And they got Burnley away in game week six. That could be a good game. And Rashford has just got three returns in two game weeks playing back on the left. And Hoyland, if he's fit, will certainly start in game week six. Uh, in game week, I'm getting really confused between game weeks five and six. He'll almost certainly start in game week five. And I, I think in the... How long was he on for today? Like 20, 25 minutes? I thought it was much better than I've seen Martial play in a long time. So I think he'll bring players like Rashford into play as well. Very physical. So I'm not really, not really uh, worried about Rashford and Fernandez. I, I think the oh, my overall thoughts around, I mean, midfielders especially because there's so many. But in general with FPL, I tweeted this this morning or, or yesterday. Because there's, because all the player prices are basically too cheap, all players are accessible. Apart from maybe Salah and De Bruyne, but De Bruyne is injured until like January or something like that. All players are accessible, so it's it's always going to feel like you should just jump to the next best thing instead of holding on. So you almost got to just hold your nerve on some players. But at the same time, if you haven't got many transfers to make, there is room to to take a few short-term punts, especially if you're wildcarding soon. But it's always going to feel like you should go... like. Rash, I could probably sit here and talk myself into, well, do I really need two Man United attackers for Brighton at home? But deep down, I think they're both fine. So are there other really good midfielders this week, like Son and Madison and Foden? Yeah, but I've also got five really good midfielders as well. Martinelli would be good this week, Odegaard. I can't keep chopping and changing them all the time. At some point, you've got to hold, your nerve, hold my nerve, really. And sometimes it'll go well, and sometimes it won't, and that is just FPL. Like, I've got a big a big red arrow this week to 380 k I think it is. Can you talk about retaining value in assets that have bad fixtures but are unlikely to go down in price as more teams become dead and others bench? I'm, I'm not really sure what there is to talk about. Like, you have a keep... I'm not sure what you mean. Do you mean, should we keep players... Because they got at the end of the day, if you don't need a player, you should sell them, even if you've got value built up in them. If you're kind of 50 50 on a player, you don't really know whether to sell them, and you might want them back soon, then obviously you keep hold of them if you've got a lot of money in them. But if I don't need Eshipinian soon, and I'm not going to want him back for a while, then I'll probably just sell, even if I've got money built up in him. It really depends. But I won't go out of my way to sell him, basically. Brought in Sterling to blank. I mean, lots of us did. It happens. And go and watch the highlights. Chelsea are a bit unlucky not to score. 
I got like that Jackson miss. I keep replaying it in my head. How has he missed? Honestly, he was leaning a bit, stretching a bit, maybe, but still, that was really bad. And this is what this is what I mean about fine margins and putting too much emphasis on one or two game weeks. If Jackson scores that, he's returned, probably gets bonus. Sterling's returned as well. And there's no conversation about Chelsea players. But all of a sudden, because they miss one good chance, then three Chelsea players is a problem. And that is the fine margins in FPL discussion sometimes. And that's why I'm not really worried about it. Like, if, I, if Alvarez is going to start the next three or four, if I could swap Jackson to Alvarez, maybe I would. And I guess I could if I've got spare transfers, but I'm not going to worry about having Jackson. I don't think his minutes are under risk or anything like that at the moment. They haven't got anyone else to play number nine apart from Breuer, and he's been out for ages. Maybe that will change after the international break, but I'm not sure he's better than better than Jackson. He missed because he's a bad finisher. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. He's very young. But good players miss easy chat. Jao Pedro? No one's saying Jao Pedro's a bad finisher. Go back to game week one. Look at the city that he missed, right? It happens. Good players miss easy chances. If it keeps happening, that's a bit more of a problem. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start panicking straight away. Uh, Fantasy Football Hub told me to play cash instead of Chilwell next week. I kind of get it because it's an easier fixture, but I'd find it really hard to bench someone playing left wing, listed as a defender, to be honest. Chelsea fixtures look like ones you would target. Yeah, the only thing about Chelsea is all their good fixtures now are away. So Bournemouth is away, then it's Villa at home, then it's Fulham and Burnley away. But honestly, I, I still think the, I still think that fixture run looks really good. So I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to keep the faith. I was looking earlier. Um, I was looking at teams' expected goals per ninety, right? So not individual players. It's not updated to the teams that played today yet. But before today's games, per ninety minutes expected goals, Chelsea are fifth. They're fifth, 1.88 per game. Only Brighton, Brentford, Man United and Villa are ahead of them. They're ahead of Spurs, Everton, funnily enough, City, Arsenal, Liverpool. Now, obviously, it's a very small sample size, but they are generating chances. And people will say, well, it's easy fixtures. And yeah, but they've got easy fixtures coming up, which is kind of my point. So that's why I'm not losing faith. But again, as I said earlier, if you're happy to sell Chelsea players and you've got the spare transfers and you're just sick of them, go for it. Go for it. Archer, 12 points. Yeah, I really wanted someone to miss out. I had I had him on the bench, first bench. He's definitely going to get good minutes. Um, he is the 4.5 million forward of choice. I would not panic about bringing him in because anyone that owns him pretty much is going to bench him most weeks anyway. Maybe this would have been a good week to play him because, you know, Man United are playing against Arsenal away or whatever, but there's no way I would ever bench Man United players for, for Archer, I don't think. What is Chelsea's XG per game if you remove the... Um, Remove the Luton fixture. Good question. So they've put up 1.4 against Liverpool, 2.5. Actually, here's an interesting here's an interesting stat for you. Luton was the game. 1.4 against Liverpool. That's fair. Liverpool's a tough game, right? 2.2 against Luton, 2.3 against Forest, and 2.5 against West Ham. So they actually put up more XG against West Ham and Forest than they did against Luton. Happens. It happens. Some good finishing in the Luton game from Sterling. Some bad finishing against Forrest from Jackson. It happens. It happens. Uh, Jackson is involved in the build-up. That's why he has no chances to score. He has lots of chances to score. His expected goals are really good. Very good, in fact. That It does remind me a bit of Nunez. 
in terms of he's getting the chances but not necessarily putting them away. Like 0.92 expected goals, 0.71, 0.79. I spoke about these last week. They're really good numbers for a forward. But again, I've, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot in this stream. He's very young. It's not always going to work out well. He's not, it's not even just that he's young because, I mean, Haaland's only 23. But Jackson does not have that experience of lots of top flight games. He's only played like one full season at Villarreal, I think. And really, he only did really well at the end of that last season. So there's a there's a lot for him to improve on, for sure. He's not the finished article. I don't think anyone's pretending otherwise, to be honest with you. That's because they were going for it versus Forrest. Overall, the team is inexperienced. I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. And if you want to, like, diversify your risk by not being tripled up on Chelsea like I am, that's perfectly fine. I feel like I came to these players... It's not like I suddenly decided I needed three Chelsea. I started with Chilwell. I think that was a good decision. Then I had the choice between Jackson and Alvarez. Nobody really said to me that was a bad... A few people, but... No one really said that was a bad move last week. Now it looks like a bad move because Alvarez just smashed it against Fulham. So that's two players I already had. And Jackson's out. Jackson's outscored Watkins since then as well. Only by one point, I should say. And so then this week it was Sterling versus Madison. And obviously so far I've gone for the wrong player, but it was a four-game-week move. I thought they had better fixtures over the four. So that's, well, that's about it, really. Four game weeks in, what's my biggest regret? I mean... My biggest regret is probably starting with Jordan Pickford. And if that's my biggest regret, I think I'm doing fine. I mean, if we're talking realistic regrets, I mean, my biggest regret was not getting Son this week for Sterling. Son instead of Sterling, but I never even considered that, so I'm not going to worry about it. But yeah, probably not. Probably starting with Pickford after I had Flecken in so many preseason drafts. But again, if that's my worst mistake. I think things are going probably okay. Uh, hold as a so yes you could hold as a it really comes down to who would you move him out for i guess is there a player you can get in instead because one of his good games is now gone that was wolves at home out of this next little run villa away is going to be tougher but then it's fulham at home and then you got also got forest at home in game week eight so i think re realistically you could hold him up until game week eight is there a better player to bring in? I just think Madison this week is better, but the next two not quite as good. Sterling, it's probably not a, no need to knee-jerk Sterling in. <laughs> it's not a knee-jerk, but there's probably no need to swap Eze to him. So I think Eze's fine to hold, yeah. But I mean, I said that last week as well. I've said that every week, basically. It hasn't always worked out. Brentford defence isn't exactly set in the world. I only kept a clean sheet against 10-man Mitro-less Fulham. Yeah, but they were a little bit unlucky to concede in one of the teams, right? It was was it Crystal Palace? Uh, I hope Pickford gets a chance to score a penalty and then misses. Thanks. <laughs> we're really glad. I'm really glad you're that uh, frustrated about Pickford. Uh, check the Sancho tweet. Is in Sancho's tweeted himself or the Ten Hag tweet about Sancho? Oh wow. This is what Sancho has said. Please don't believe everything you read. I will not allow people saying things that is completely untrue. I have conducted myself in training very well this week. I believe there are other reasons for this matter that I won't go into. I've been a scapegoat for a long time, which isn't fair. All I want to do is play football with a smile on my face and contribute to my team. I respect all decisions that are made by the coaching staff. I play with fantastic players and grateful to do so. Uh, yeah, to do so, which I know every week is a challenge. I will continue to fight for this badge no matter what. Oh, my day. So for anyone that doesn't know... Ten Hag said, said about Sancho, where is it? Uh, Sancho wasn't picked because of his performance in training. Oh dear. 
that's not good. And now Sancho's basically saying that's a load of rubbish. Oh, Sancho's just never done that well at Man United, and I just how can this continue? Like, how can this continue? Essentially, it sounds like he's saying Ten Hag's lying. I don't know, obviously, I don't have the ins and outs of this story. Because Sancho had a lot of time away, didn't he? As well, chat is disconnected. Please wait. We try to connect you. Okay, we're back. We're back. Anyway, Sancho's not really FPL relevant, but I guess still interesting. How about Gusto? I wouldn't get Gusto now because James might be back after the international break. Richarlison, uh, Richarlison's got to go. João Pedro, I still think longer term I'd probably sell him because he's not guaranteed to start every week and the fixtures do get a bit tougher for Brighton now, even though their attack is still great. Like, they will score against Man United. Hoyland looks good. Would I bring him in? I mean, if you want to take a punt, you could, yeah, but there's lots, there's lots of good forwards right now. I, I think it's hard to say that from an FPL point of view, he looked good. Like, he caused Gabriel a few problems. Very physical. Really nice flick for the pass before the one to Garnacho. I think it was Casemiro that passed to Garnacho. Really nice flick from Hoyden in the build-up. So, there was, there was glimpses, right? But we're basing this on 20-30 minutes against Arsenal away. So, if you want to take a punt, I don't see an issue. But don't don't be expecting miracles, I would say. Will I play Carl Tomaris over the next few weeks? I mean, Luton's fixtures are pretty good. So, if he's your best option, yeah. Don't see any don't see any issue, why not? Uh Kabori, by the way, obviously on my bench, third bench, didn't start the last game, so a bit worrying. But also he's my four million pound defender, and because I've got Cameron Archer, it's not really that much of a worry. Any Brighton midfielders to transfer in? I think if you've got Matoma and March, there's no need to worry, but I wouldn't well, no need to worry that much. I guess Ansu Fatty might be in after the international break. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking to bring in Brighton midfielders. Uh, we talked about Chihuahua quite a lot already at the start of the stream. Amazed me that people want more assets from Park the Bus Man United. I mean, they did try and control the ball a lot today in their own half. But it's Arsenal away, right? What are you, what are you expecting? Like, if they'd gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with Arsenal, they would have got absolutely smashed. I mean, they lost 3-1 anyway, I get it. But I don't think Man United have done that in other games. I mean, Park the Bus is kind of nonsense, right? Man United so far, before today's game... Second for expected goals per 90. The, the goals are coming. Maybe I don't know about Brighton, though. The Brighton game kind of worries me a little bit. Because I think the Brighton defence hasn't kept a clean sheet yet. But the way they play, if Man United go after them, I think Brighton will just continue to play for them. And that could be a worry. I did think Harland, uh, Hoyland looked good, yeah. Not Harland. How do you view Brighton past game week 10 when the schedule looks better, but they have European play? Well, by that point, we'll have seen whether there's any issues with minutes and stuff. First of all, they are 6-3 XG including today. Your stat is just wrong. You mean, what? what is with people? Why are people so angry? Your stat is just wrong. I literally just said before today because that's all I have in front of me. Okay, 6th. I mean, 6th is still all right. Played Spurs and Arsenal. Played Spurs and Arsenal away. Not that bad. Uh, what were we saying anyway before that? Yeah, Brighton. Um... Yeah, we'll have seen whether they've lost, lost any minutes. But I am interested in Brighton for that run. Like, I, I will want Estupinian back. Definitely. As a Salah Goat believer, am I thinking about bringing him in for Liverpool's fixture turn? Yes, I'm even thinking about wildcarding it for him, to be honest. Get rid of Jackson. This is, this is just classic FPL talk. No one was saying to get rid of him last week. But now he's missed, I've got to get rid of him. Uh, David, how am I? I'm good. Uh, how do I feel about my fitness goals? 
Okay, I'm not going to go into that right now, but thanks. Uh, how do you think the Old Trafford crowd will be if Man United sit back versus Brighton? It's probably the smartest play. Yeah, they probably won't like it, but it probably is the smartest play. That's what I'm worried about. They'll go and try and play against Brighton. It just won't go down well. I've got Diaz. Should I sell him or not? I mean, he's still he's playing, isn't he? So, yeah, I don't think you need to sell him. Again, like, didn't he score the week before? No, Again, no one was asking whether to sell him then. I don't think he went off injured or anything, did he? I think he went off injured. 64 minutes. Oh, no, 32 minutes against Newcastle. My bad. Yeah, you could probably sell him. <laughs> minutes minutes risk going forward. Will Son outscore Jackson with four or more points this week? I, I don't think Jackson is worth a four-point hit to get Son, if that's what you're asking. I mean, he could, because it's Sheffield United at home, and Son is a much better finisher than Jackson. But I don't think I would do it. Having Sellers remorse with Martinelli and Rashford, which one should I bring back? I, I would bring back Rashford before Martinelli. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, my bad. Diaz did go off because of the red card. So he, um, yeah, he did start that game. So he's actually started every game so far. So maybe you don't actually need to sell him. Sorry, I completely forgot. I mean, Wolves away and West Ham at home are good. The thing is, you've got to remember, Liverpool got a lot of players they can bring off the bench in attacking, in attacking positions. So Diaz is probably never going to be a 90-minute man. I think you need to accept that if you're going to hold on to him. Yeah, my bad, my bad. If Son plays striker, should we buy? I think yes, but I, I think he will continue to play there. But Richarlison is possibly an issue, right? Do I think Isaac will start? I, for me, Isaac and Wilson are just both players to ignore unless one of, unless one of them gets injured. Because Isaac started every game so far, and I do. I mean, I thought he was first choice before the season started. I definitely think he's first choice now. But when Champions League starts, he's already getting excuse me, he's already getting subbed for Wilson all the time. Would I be shocked if Wilson starts one game at some point? Especially when the fixtures turn, right? Fixtures turn in the Premier League. If he's actually your first choice striker, maybe you play him in the Champions League and you play Wilson in the Premier League because he's more than good enough to score. But then in the next game, it could be Isaac that plays. So I just think they're ignores, to be honest. If you've got Isaac, I probably wouldn't sell. But if you don't own them, I'm not sure they're great options to bring in, personally. Not only is Jackson a bad finisher, he's a yellow card magnet. Yeah, he's had two. He's had three. Yellow, Jackson's only two yellow cards away from suspension, by the way. Um, so I might just have to sell him because he's suspended soon. But he's had three yellow cards, and two of them, are, I think, have been for asking for other players to get yellow cards. So he just needs to cut that out, honestly. Amrabat's going to improve Man United tremendously. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really massively. I, I tweeted on Saturday night, I think, how. How much emphasis is put on four games? Like Spurs never going to lose again. Newcastle are doomed. I can't remember what else I put in there. Think about Chelsea probably. Um, like Man United have been okay attacking wise, not great defensively, but they are missing a lot of players. And Amrabat will be a big help for that. I think Amrabat, Casemiro, Fernandez should be pretty decent. I would say. The chat is that Ange really doesn't rate Richarlison, having seen him up close. I, I think the obvious. The obvious thing would be to say that Son will probably keep his place at number nine. Whether he'll always play number nine and Richardson never plays again, I mean, I wouldn't be confident saying that. But I think he'll get Sheffield United at home, and then knowing that Son is better than Richardson, surely you then play him against Arsenal and Liverpool as well. So I'd be surprised if Richardson starts any of the next three, I think. Chelsea defenders versus Bournemouth is risky. Look, maybe if you've got like a Colwell or something, but Chilwell's playing left wing. So I, I don't really see an issue. I really don't. Only four players have three yellow cards so far. Jackson's one of them. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, if he got suspended, at least I'd have an excuse to take him out, I guess. Richarlison will get starts in the League Cup. Maybe the FA Cup. 
People are angry at you about Pickford because they followed you bringing uh, him in. Okay. <laughs> that's that's great to know. <laughs> Weird thing to be angry about. Can't see... Ch yeah, I, I also agree that Chilwell might not play left wing, but he should play left back, right? So I, I just don't have an issue with keeping him. But okay, here, here's a different question, right? Let's stop talking about whether Chilwell will start left wing or not. Who am I transferring in for Chilwell? Who am I transferring him in, uh, in for Chilwell? Which attacking defender is better to get right now for the same price? So less than 6 million. Well, I do have 2.2 in the bank, but Maguire. <laughs> Harry Maguire, I can, I can, I can get, get on that. Yeah, Trippier I like. So is selling Cheerwell for Trippier better than selling Saliba for Trippier? Diaz, no attacking upside. Cash, got two bad fixtures after Crystal Palace at home for clean sheets. He did score again today, though. So Aston Villa fixtures after this week. So you've got Crystal Palace at home in game week five. And then it's Chelsea away, definitely going to score. We know how good Jackson is. And then it's Brighton at home. So I wouldn't see clean sheets in either of those games. I'm not going for a Man City defender that's not named Diaz. So you can stop saying Ake, etc. Not happening. Trent, too expensive. Can't afford him. Arsenal, I've already got an Arsenal defender. My Okay, so my point is, there's not really a huge amount of obvious defenders to replace Chilwell. I really think people should just stop worrying about him. Like, against Luton, we're saying he comes close to, like, a 12-15-pointer because he should should have shot. And in this game, he's conceded to Forrest. Not great, I get it. And now we're panicking about him. Okay, I know he I know he came off close to 60 minutes twice, and we're worried about him coming off before 60. But the upside is he plays left wing. And if he plays left back, he's probably not going to get subbed off as early anyway, right? And still be attacking. Not maybe as attacking. I, I just, I think it's a big worry over nothing, to be honest. But I, I do like Trippier. I do like Trippier. Aurier, no. Hoyland is as raw as Jackson. Don't let people fool you. I don't think anyone is saying he's not, to be honest with you. No no one is sat here, especially not me, saying that Jackson and Hoyland are the finished articles. They're going to put all their chances away. Regulon, yeah, maybe. Dallow was pretty good today, though, against Saka. I mean, loads of people going on and on about how bad Anthony was. I mean, did Saka do that much? Oh, he got the assist, I guess. I thought Anthony was all right today. He's very good defensively. I know that's not all you want, but he's very good defensively covering that right side. Is Alvarez guaranteed to start? I think he's quite likely to play like four of the next five at least. I would never guarantee a Man City player though, apart from Haaland. Patience pays off, gains the margins. Wanted to sell Odegaard, decided to bank the free transfer. Yeah, good decision. Would you consider selling Odegaard and Watkins with two free transfers? I wouldn't sell Odegaard before Everton away probably. And Watkins has got Crystal Palace at home. It, look... Lots of people are in this position. You don't need to sell either of those players. But if you've got nothing else to do and you think there's a better option, then you can go for it. Saliba is a season keeper. I, I, No one's a season keeper. And before everyone says Haaland, do you remember last year when we sold Haaland and then brought him back in a few weeks later? It's very rare that anyone's a season keeper. Especially this year when everyone's such an easy price to get to, or most players are. So I don't think Saliba's a season keeper, to be honest. Gabriel, hold or say, he finally started. I I mean, presumably he'll start the next game. Party's out for months, so unless someone else is going to play right back and Tommy Ass is going to play left back and stuff like that, I think Gabriel will continue to start now. But I mean, I can't guarantee that, obviously, because he's only started one of the first four. But Everton away, not a bad fixture to keep with. I mean, that's probably going to be a nil-nil, I reckon. Pickford clean sheet and Arsenal clean sheet as well. Do I play Beck 365 Fantasy? I haven't signed up for that, no. Do you think getting Son is a priority? I mean, 
for a lot of people, the easiest way to get Son is probably to sell Rashford, which obviously looks good this week, having Sheffield United at home instead of Brighton at home. But next week, Son then has Arsenal away, and Rashford has Burnley away. So I think Son is great for this week. I'm not sure that most people need to rush to get him. But again, if you want to get him and you've got the spare transfers, then you should do it. You should do it. Bearing in mind, there's still two weeks to the next deadline, so don't don't go too early. What is your bench strategy after your wildcard? Would you go for a luxury bench or stick with one solid bench option? I mean, I'll have to decide when I wildcard, but it'll almost certainly be Archer, a 4 million defender, and probably a 4.5. Like, Udogi will probably be that cheaper defender, then I'll just get the rest. I, I don't see it being too dissimilar to the current bench, to be honest. How does Brennan Johnson impact Son? I don't think he does, generally. I mean, he might in general take minutes off the attack, but I think he's more likely to play right or left. But if Son's not playing nine, he'll play left anyway. Uh, overall ranks don't matter yet, do they? When should I start looking? Yeah, not really. I, I wouldn't be too concerned. Maybe give it like 15, 20 weeks until you start thinking about it a bit more. The only thing to say this year compared to the last couple of years, we're not going to get loads of double game weeks. We're not going to get all these mini ones that we've had before where you've been able to increase your rank through them. And so I might, if I've got a really bad game, uh, rank after like game week 20, I might be a bit more worried than I would have been like last year or the year before. It's going to be less, there's probably going to be less room in the second half of the season to catch up. Because the last few seasons, we've had a few different free hit and wildcard strategies. I suspect that they'll be way more similar this year than they normally would be because there'll be less there'll be less ways you can variate or vary is what i'm trying to say vary your chip strategy i would i think anyway ben Crellin is probably the better person to ask that or james on planet fbl son is your man though because he always overperforms his data unlike fernandez and his position is much better as a striker than holding up top and rashford on the left I think we need to be careful about now saying fernandez is an issue after arsenal away because last week he was the one to hold over rashford so i'm not that I I don't think Fernandez needs to go. I, like I'm not I'm not disagreeing with anyone that thinks that Son is better than most midfielders this week if he's playing number nine. Like if Sheffield United at home is great. The thing is, if he's on penalties and he's going to play number nine permanently, he is a fantastic option. And I love Son as well. We haven't had that for a while. Well, we didn't have that last season anyway. The season before he was great. Now I know that was on the left, and I've already had a tweet saying this is just someone said this is classic FPL Twitter. We wanted Rashford to move to the left because it's his best position. And now all of a sudden, Son's moved striker. And now that's suddenly his best position. And I don't necessarily agree that that is his best position. But I think playing striker in this Spurs team is much better than playing on the left where he's a lot wider than he would have been under previous managers. So I do think this is a change that we should think about. Right? It's not just, oh, he scored three goals, therefore we go for him. Obviously, there is... Like, if he only scored one and played number nine, we wouldn't be talking about him this much. So let's not pretend otherwise, right? It's a bit like Sterling last week. But I still think it's an extra bit of information we didn't have before. So it's worth thinking about him. I I mean, right now I'm not massively worried, but I might be by Friday in two weeks' time. You took out Ferguson on Friday. Ouch. Edouard Thoughts. Decent. 5.5 million in He started every game so far. If you need cheap forward, could be an option. Jackson also loses the ball quite a lot. He, he needs multiple returns in order to get some bonus points. Uh, possibly. Four weeks in, this is the first time anyone has ever mentioned Son. Uh, I don't think that's true, but to this extent, yeah. Son is like last year, one hatchet than nothing. That hatchet was a killer as well. I almost brought him in that week, and then I didn't. The hardest thing so far is that Haaland's gone up in price. Yeah, that was crazy. I love Salah, but he's blocking so many exciting moves. Yeah, I, I do think that Salah's not... He does get in the way at the moment. I think from game week nine, we might need him. 
Diaby looks better than a 6.5 million asset. I think he's great, and when the fixtures turn, I'll be looking at him. I don't know if I'm going to hold Embermo much past game week 8 or 9, but when you've got a penalty-taking attacker that's nailed with great minutes for 6.5 million, it, it will be hard to sell him. I'm not guaranteeing that I'll sell Embermo, but I will reassess when the fixtures swing for Villa. What's the beef with Forest players? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean. I have Jota. What do we do? What do I do? I mean, you got to get rid of him, right? He's not starting. Is Ferguson too much of a rotation risk? All I can say is Ferguson's not completely nailed, but a lot of it depends on fitness. If Welbeck's out, then Ferguson pretty much is going to start. But I think Brennan Johnson could become an option. I mean, maybe we'd have to see it first. I, I certainly don't think he's nailed in that Spurs team. Darwin might become a Salah Liverpool replacement if he gets regular minutes. Y yeah, well. <laughs> He might be easier to get to. The thing is, if I'm happy to go for Darwin, that probably means Liverpool's fixtures aren't quite as good as they would be if I wanted Salah, if that makes sense. Like, if the fixtures are great, which they are from game week nine, then yeah, Darwin's good if he keeps starting, but I still want Salah. So I get what you're saying, but I don't necessarily agree. Every time a Forest player is mentioned, you don't give them the time of the day. What do you want me to say? Our knee's pretty good. He's returned a lot. I don't necessarily like the fixtures. So I'll consider him after the fixtures. I mean, what more am I supposed to say? Who else from Nottingham Forest are we supposed to consider? And also talked about our knee earlier, by the way. I mean, I don't think there's a Nottingham Forest midfielder that was going to get into anyone's midfield. And the defence is bad, so I don't want a defender. I've got Turner on the bench. I'm playing him this week. Like, what, what more are we supposed to talk about? Yeah, Langa looked good. Which midfielder are you selling? Madison? Sterling? Saka? Fernandez, Rashford? Like, FPL is mostly dictated by prices and fixtures. And unfortunately, all the all the midfield uh, all the midfielders are cheap. Oh, sorry, most players are cheap, so there's not even any point in looking at Nottingham Forest midfielders. They're not solid defensively either. Anyway, that was a good Nottingham Forest discussion. Awani, I will consider Awani, right? Look, I will consider him. I will consider him here. I'm even going to put him up on screen. There you go. Okay, Burnley's actually a great fixture, by the way, but it's straight into Man City away. It's Palace away as well in game week eight. I mean, these fixtures are pretty good. I mean, to be fair, you could look at it in... Ego, I'm going to give him a bit of time now. You could look at it and say Burnley at home, Brentford at home, Luton at home, next five. But you've also got Man City away. I mean, I guess Palace away is not that bad. But again, who am I bringing him in for? Jackson? I mean, he might be better than Jackson. In fact, I will say, I think Awani is a better striker than Jackson. But I don't think for FPL it's worth making the transfer. So, there we go. Yeah, the fixtures aren't that bad. <laughs> but Man City away in next two is probably not a forward that I want to bring in, to be honest. So anyway, who's buying our knee? Because I think he looks great. I think he looks fantastic. Do I like Jackson to Alvarez? Again, if you've got a spare transfer and you think he's going to keep getting minutes, yeah? Could work. FPL still have Johnson as a Forest player. Yeah, they really need to hurry up with that. Uh, there will be videos this week, yeah. All right, I think I'm going to leave it there anyway. We've been going nearly an hour. So thank you very much for joining me. Uh, if you haven't already, oh, just got rid of the stream. Make sure to click that subscribe button. Make sure to click that like button. Much appreciated. Trying to hit 400k now. If you're on podcast and you've got to this point, congratulations. Um, make sure to rate five stars on whichever platform you're listening on. Much appreciated. And I'll be back for most of this week with videos and stuff. So yeah, enjoy the rest of the weekend. And I will catch you again very soon. Thanks for joining me. Sports Social Podcast Network.